good morning and good afternoon, good evening, whatever you decide to listen to this. To everyone who's listening, it is September 1st, and it is the 8th, I believe, episode of the Keen Gamers official podcast, KeenCast. Uh, I am your host for today, Sean Rabine, and I am joined, as always, by David. Say hi, David. Hi. And, of course, I'm also joined by Tim. Tim, say hi. Hello. All right, so we're all here. Uh, let's get started the way we usually do. We're going to start off with our weeks, then move on to the news topics, and then finally we'll do our topic of the show. So, for your weeks, Tim, how was your week? What did you watch? What did you play? What did you do? It's pretty good. Uh, just going to be boring and say that I played more Borderlands. Um, <laughs> I beat the campaign, did all that stuff. Like for the, It's actually only the third time I've the campaign even though i started a bunch of times uh started the new dlc well not the new dlc just one of the dlcs mm-hmm. um let's see there's also well there's this kind of cool trailer i saw the other day for a, a new game coming up it's it's kind of kind of a weird one it's like it's this uh there's there's a focus on games of chance but mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because this time around they're like they're adding basketball to it as a weird thing. <laughs> like I, I don't understand why this is in my casino game, but well, yeah, you, know. you, you got to give it some some flair, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I just I hope that doesn't bring it down, you know? Because I just I, I love this series of. I believe it was called like. NBA something which I think stands mm-hmm. for never buy anything. <laughs> um, but I'm not I'm not sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I believe that is on the docket. So we'll get more into that later yeah, and yeah. we'll talk more about this this casino game that is marketed towards children. Um uh anything else for your week? Uh nope, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, do you have a, a, a favorite uh, DLC campaign in Borderlands 2? Because I know there's there's several. I, let's see, I think it's probably going to be the Tiny Tina one. The uh, yeah, Assault on Dragon Keep, which is very creative. And I I like the idea of like a game and a game and D&D and stuff. Yeah. So it's very, it's very cool. That, yeah, that's definitely one of the best ones, just because the way they recontextualize everything and the whole you're playing a D and D campaign, so things can come and go at the whim of the dungeon master. It's a really cool thing. Has a great story, and it yeah, that's probably the best one. Um, I totally agree there. Um, so David, how was your week? What'd you do? What'd you play? What'd you watch? The short answer: nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't done anything this week. I did not see anything. Did not play anything. Just nothing. sat at just sat at your desk the whole week. Just I just sat comatose. at desk. Yeah, I with the mic this microphone right in front of me, waiting for the next episode of Keencast, waiting to record the next episode of Keencast. That's what I do every week, pretty much. So just enter uh, stasis. Just <laughs> exactly <laughs> deep sleep. Exactly cryostasis. Yep. Hopefully, yep. it was worth the wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well. Um, I guess I'll take the reins on the week and uh, show you two how it's done. I watched uh, a couple things. The first thing I did is I went to go see a movie at an oh. actual physical movie theater. Yeah, they still have those. Wow. Um, I went to go see Ready or Not, 
which is a horror movie starring um, Samara Weaving, uh, which I believe is Hugo Weaving's daughter. Uh, she's basically a bargain bin Margot Robbie, if you look at her. Um, she's been in several horror movies, so I think she's trying to, either by choice or by accident, become a new modern scream queen, which we need more of, so that's pretty cool. But as for the movie itself, it um, the story is that she marries... Uh, her boyfriend of about a, a year and a half. Uh, he is the heir, one of the heirs to a large board game empire. And part of the initiation, he says, part of the wedding, is that at midnight she has to play a game with his family. And she, and it's a randomly chosen game. It could be backgammon, it could be checkers. She happens to draw the card that says hide and seek. And so they have to play hide and seek. Uh, what they don't tell her is that if they find her, they will kill her. And it's all part of their weird ritual to maintain their wealth and their deal with dark power or something like that. Um, on its own, not a great premise, but it's a lot of fun because it's basically a horror comedy. Uh, mm. It's If I had to describe it in one word, I would say it's cathartic. It feels good to watch it and see her get her revenge on certain people mm-hmm. it's funny it's fun it's not great i wouldn't rank it up there with some of the better horror comedies like uh shawn of the dead and cabin in the woods and uh tucker and dale versus evil but it is still a lot of fun if you're not really into horror i would say maybe wait for it to come out on dvd or something like that watch it online but i enjoyed it I also watched and I'm, finished season I'm two. S- I'm still oh. uh, sorry, didn't mean no to check, but I'm still surprised that that isn't Margot Robbie. I thought right? it was. I thought I because th- uh, I see ads for it all over here <laughs> in in New York City, on the subway, and I, I'm you know I look at her face and I go, oh, that's Margot Robbie. She's stuck. Because you know why? You know what I think it is? Because Margot Robbie's in uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. So I'm thinking. Oh, so your mind's I'm sort seeing, of inflated. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Poor timing yeah. on their part on the <laughs> on the marketing there, but yeah, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, maybe that was intentional. Like, well, we can't get Margot maybe. Robbie in our movie, but we got someone who looks like Margot Robbie. Maybe people come. You know to what? See. Maybe yeah. Um, the actress is really good though. She's really funny. Uh, you can actually see her. She's in a horror movie on Netflix called The Babysitter. Which oh, is... her? Yeah, that's oh, her. Oh, okay. Uh, which is also a movie about people performing a dark sacrificial ritual so i guess she has a type that's her thing yeah i i seen i saw that movie yeah it's not great but it, <laughs> it's it's kind of it's kind of you know funny thing yeah. that you watch to kill time yeah. Yeah, yeah that's basically how ready or not is it's mm-hmm. fun it's not amazing if you overthink anything or try to analyze it, you're like ah they could have done this better but it was just fun yeah watch it and forget kind of deal uh, I also watched and finished Mindhunter Season 2. That is some great television, let me tell you. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it was as good as Season 1. It didn't end very satisfyingly, but that's really not the fault of the show itself because they're dealing with real-life events, so they can't necessarily change things around to suit you know, a, a big event happening uh, to make it more satisfying. But I thought it was really great. The cinematography and the music are 
bar none the best I've seen in a long time. That music is astounding. Uh, chilling, chilling music. When the, the, the certain theme comes on, you know something bad is going to happen. It's just really good. Uh, and cool. that's about it for what I watched. Uh, what did I play? I played... Uh, just last night, I played the demo for Blasphemous, which is a beautiful pixel art 2D Dark Souls inspired very heavily Dark Souls Dark Souls inspired to the point of theft honestly um, it's a Metroidvania but with a Dark Souls spin to it it's a gorgeous game the monster designs and the boss designs are really cool I would recommend just checking it out just to see what it looks like even if you're not interested in the game itself mm, but it plays really well I've continued playing Danganronpa 2, and that continues to be insane. Uh, it plays fine, but it's frustrating writing because those kids are really stupid. It is amazing they've lived as long as they did because they're really, really stupid. Mm. Uh, I think I'm like halfway through that, though. And finally, I have started playing Astral Chain, which was the new game on the Switch that came from Platinum Games. And that is also a lot of fun. There is something of a learning curve, though, because it doesn't play exactly like a Platinum game combat usually. It's not necessarily as smooth and fluid. Uh, one interesting thing is I started playing it, and it, like other Platinum games, it ranks you at the end of each combat encounter. And I kept getting the rank of Smiling Happy Dog. And I'm like, what? what is... Did they ditch letter rankings for these little icons? Cute. That's cute. Smiley happy dog? I like yeah, that. Yeah, smiley happy dog. That's uh, it turns out what happened is when you immediately start the game and it, it gets you the ball the ball rolling right from the start, it, it starts you out on the casual difficulty. And casual difficulty does not rank your end of combat encounters with a letter grade. When you finish the first level, you can bump it up to classic platinum difficulty, which makes things harder, and you get ranked by a letter system and that made me feel bad because I kept getting D ranks on everything um, there's a steep learning curve there's a lot of stuff you need post chapter 2 post chapter 2 you get a lot of the stuff that you're going to need for the rest of the game so you can go back you can revisit things um, there's uh, side quests uh, during missions You know, you, every mission starts so far with you investigating a incident because you're a police officer. One thing I thought was interesting is that you do actual police work. You have to gather evidence, talk to witnesses, and compile a timeline based on that evidence, which I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Um, you do have a detective vision, which sort of basks the world in like a blue glow and it highlights things of importance. Detective vision modes are always a bad idea. Because they're so good, they're so useful that you're almost you never want to turn them off, and it just makes the game look worse. So I, I wish they didn't have it. I wish there was something a little bit better for that. But it plays great. The controls are not intuitive, though. The button mapping is bonkers. It takes a lot of getting used to this control setting. You can change the controls, but you can't remap buttons individually, which is honestly inexcusable at this point. I don't know why console games don't let you remap buttons individually. Uh, so, But other than that, I'm really enjoying it. It's got a neat story that's going on. 
it's very anime there's custom you can customize your character uh, change your hair and skin color and eye color and give her different costumes and outfits so it's a lot of fun I would recommend to anyone who enjoys platinum games uh, it's, it's basically Jojo PD so <laughs> it's cool. uh, so, yeah, that was my week a uh, bunch of stuff and um, so yeah Let's move forward to our first news story of the day. Uh, it was spotted on Amazon that an Overwatch-themed Nintendo Switch case from Power A was listed on Amazon, and it came with the came with a, a series of photographs that don't look fake at all. This looks like a real th- product, and it was posted by a real um, uh, company, and it says it's officially licensed by Nintendo and Blizzard Entertainment. And upon it being discovered, it was quickly removed, which seems a little, you know, suspicious. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask your thoughts. What do you think this means for Overwatch and Nintendo? David, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't want Overwatch on Switch. I mean, like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, like, I, it doesn't matter. I don't even have a Switch. But, like, I, I honestly can't imagine anyone playing Overwatch on switch or any competitive shooter on the switch it seems isn't it too late you know poorly like why you know i I don't like i I just don't i don't get it but like at the same like the same time there is an audience there you know there are hardcore people who like overwatch and like you know this anime stuff and so uh you know i I don't know where the anime comment came from anyway like (laughs) like uh, like who just want to who are Overwatch friends they own a Switch they just want to play Overwatch on their Switch I get it like on the go and whatever I, I get it uh, the thing about this that I don't like I can honestly say I don't like about it is Tracer being in Smash because <laughs> there's a rumor okay there was a rumor this is like an, uh, an addendum to this um, to this story there's, there was a rumor about a month ago that stated i think it was from uh, i don't know 4chan or something uh which you know 4chan is 4chan you can't really take anything for granted there but like there was a rumor there that stated that the next overwatch the next um dlc character in smash ultimate is going to be female right Mm -hmm. and that this character is going to be pretty uh controversial a lot of people won't won't want her in Smash. It's kind of kind of come out of nowhere. So people after this leak and putting you know this leak and that rumor together, they figured oh it's going to be Tracer in Smash as a DLC character, and people are not happy about it. Some people are, strangely, uh, but like I'll, I think the consensus is that people don't like it, and I don't like it either because it's like why is that? Like, why? Huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Why don't you like Tracer and Smash? Because it's like, fuck, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to. Like, uh, no. Like, <laughs> like she has nothing to do. I, I get it. Like, like, okay. Like, Joker has nothing to do with, with Smash either. I get that. But at the same time, like, at least Persona games are on. You know, like on uh, Nintendo hardware, they've been yeah. on. But right? Snake has so, nothing to do with Smash. But Snake has been on 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 Nintendo hardware. He's been on GameCube, you know. He's been on, uh, I guess, something else. He was on the original Nintendo system. Yeah, he was. He was actually. He was on the NES, right? A Meta, mm-hmm. the original Metal Gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
there's some kind of sense there, right? But you look at this is like a like this feels like a very much like a oh Overwatch is coming to Switch and you can get you know like what Sakurai has done this before by the way he's done this with uh, the Fire Emblem Fates games in the last game like uh, Fire Emblem Fates was going to come out and then he made uh, Kamui the DLC character uh, mm. and it, it felt like we didn't need that character it was a very blatant like promotional move and it just it feels like weird and and here it feels the same way. It's like, ugh, like no, like I, I don't, no. I, that being said, I'm pretty sure Sakurai probably, if if this is the case that Tracer's in Smash, there may be like cool things that he does in there with her ability to like rewind time and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we have to see to believe. Uh, to you have to see to make a a good opinion on it. That uh, you know. But that being said, like just out of the gate, it it doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. That's all. That's all I say. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can understand the opinion that the DLC characters are pretty much just advertisements for yeah. I don't like future that. Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if that was the case for past Smash games. I remember like Cloud was a DLC character, and I don't remember like Final Fantasy VII coming out on the Wii U around that time. No, like, it eventually came out on the Switch, but that's like years after the fact mm-hmm. um but yeah the only the only one really was was commonly i mean you could argue bayonetta i guess but that was p- part of the ballot so like that yeah we didn't they didn't really that was really the people what they wanted so uh yeah i i can't think of anything else uh, a joker i guess but i think uh persona scramble is going to come to switch but that's coming next year so uh, that name is so bad. I hope they change it. Oh, Joker. Persona Scramble. No, Persona Scramble. Oh, that name Scramble. Is just... Persona. It's, Perfona... it's Persona it's... Five Scramble. Persona so... Five Scramble. Yeah. Maybe those. Which are... I am actually excited for because I like Musou games. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know the um, the leak you were talking about uh, on 4chan, and I remember seeing someone posted a, a screenshot of it. And underneath it, someone also posted uh, another comment that said, I've come back to give some more information. It might not be who you think it is, but she's known for having her mech, which just points almost directly towards D.Va, which I think would probably be a more interesting pick than Tracer. Tracer's uh, arguably the face of Overwatch. She's the one that's using all the advertising she was the the first Overwatch hero we saw. She, you know, she's migrated over from the Titan Project. But I think Diva would be an interesting inclusion. You know, use her uh, her defense matrix to eat up projectiles and use her explosion thing as her ultimate smash ultimate. Uh, maybe go in and out of mechs, kind of thing. That might be interesting. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of Switch people, no offense if I think you guys own Switches. Uh, mm-hmm. or I think, Sean, you own a Switch, right? Obviously, yeah. you have, you're playing um, Astro Change. Uh, but I feel like like there are a lot of, like, there are a lot of anime fans on Switch, like a lot of Taku. Like, the, when Cliff Blazinski, 
he he stated a couple years ago when he was developing um, his game Lawbreakers. He's like, oh yeah, Switch. That's like the the anime machine, the Weeaboo machine. There's some kind of merit to that because like a lot of my f- like anime friends do own a Switch and they do own like they really like Nintendo consoles for some reason. So I can I can kind of see like Diva being on like catering to that crowd. I, I guess. Because she's yeah. kind of like she likes video games and stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we'll see. That's yeah, definitely. If if nothing else, Nintendo has anime fans as refugees from PlayStation. Because <laughs> yeah. PlayStation kept saying, "No, we're going to censor this visual. Right. Now. We're going to put a beam of light here." That, or that's true. She's yeah. not actually pulling down her pants or something like that. But Nintendo's like, uh, "Well, if you come over to us, we got a game where you touch boobies and you Woo! get." High definition rumble with it, so Woo. what are you gonna do? And Let's go. while Overwatch isn't necessarily anime, there's definitely overlap in the whole waifu thing because there's no doubt that a lot of Overwatch female characters have been adopted as waifus. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, don't uh, go so typing Tim, that in. What are your him. thoughts on the the case being posted and then immediately taken down? Um, I think. At least in terms of the case itself, it looks pretty cool. I like the design there. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't know. I like. I I'm a fan of that kind of color scheming. The whole like sort of grayish or blackish yellow stuff. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to me. And there's even like mm-hmm. little, the little like uh, zippers or like uh, Joy Cons, which is I don't know. I like it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. In terms of it being taken down, um, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I hadn't. Well, I hadn't even thought about the uh, potential link to like uh, Smash Brothers, but um, I mean, I don't. I don't play. Well, actually, I guess I really can't have much of an opinion here because I don't play either Overwatch or Smash, so I can't really say that. Oh, I'm not really bothered by it. By by Tracer coming to Smash because I, I don't even <laughs> don't even play it. <laughs> um, honestly, even if I if I did play Smash, I probably still wouldn't be too too bothered by that. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of an interesting idea to see other franchises cross over. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could see people viewing it as somewhat of an ad and being like no I don't I don't want that but um, I don't know I'd, I'd probably be more inclined to think it's cool I guess but it's just yeah. me yeah uh, me personally I think Overwatch coming to Switch is a weird choice I feel like Overwatch has been out long enough on PC that if you wanted to play Overwatch you would have by now and it coming to Switch probably isn't going to sway anyone i don't think there's anyone going well i'd like to play overwatch but i'd really like to play it on a tiny screen with crappy internet and i i don't think this news is going to sway anyone but it's cool nonetheless i suppose um i i it's it's once again a leak happened because something got posted by a company before they were supposed to it constantly happens to the point of like it has to be intentional at this point because 
I have to believe they would have taken safeguard measures to prevent this kind of thing from continuously happening, and yet it continuously happens. So I'm like, are they just doing this on purpose to generate hype? Because more people are interested in Overwatch coming to uh, Nintendo leak than they are hearing Overwatch coming to Switch. Because like, oh, well, that's all you need to know. So, yeah. Uh, I, I played Smash, but I'm probably not going to play the DLC characters because I don't care anymore. I, I did the World of Light thing. That's what I was interested in. Um, Alright, moving on. We are going to talk about Yakuza 7 has been announced. And this is the first Yakuza game that will not feature uh, Kiryu, which I believe was the main character of most of the mainline games. More importantly, and most interestingly, they are changing the entire combat system to instead be a turn-based JRPG-style combat which is a radical change, to say the least. Uh, Tim, do you have any thoughts of Yakuza 7 becoming a turn-based combat game? I do not, because I've never, ever played one of these games. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have They, they, I have they no basically opinion. play, like, a, an action game. Uh, I think there's, there's, like, fighting styles you can use and stuff like that, but it, it's a, it's a beat-em-up uh, in terms of the combat. There's a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. along with it but that's how that's how you punch people I like punching people well now you can do it <laughs> after you wait a turn Tim <laughs> <laughs> I just I like the feeling of a, just a, a thick fist across the face that sounds weird oh my god <laughs> uh, a crunchy hit that's what you need Ooh. jeez uh, okay Tim <laughs> So, David, I'll pass it off to you. What are your thoughts on Yakuza 7, and I hope I'm saying that right, uh, going from real-time action combat to turn-based combat, like a JRPG? I mean, I know people are kind of divided on this one because people are like, well, don't broke what isn't, don't fix what isn't broken, you know? Like, don't, don't mm -hmm. change it. And I get that, you know? Like, I, I played uh, Yakuza 4, maybe? Is that the last one for PS3? I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I did play, like, one of these games, and I, I, it's cool. It's fun. You know, it feels a little, like, slow to me and sluggish to me, but it's fine. You know, it's a fun little thing to play uh, if you like these sorts of, uh, like, GTA-style games. Um, in terms of the JRPG thing, I think it's it's cool. Like, it's, it's unique. It's uh, not unique. It, it's a cool direction for the series, you know? Like... It's something that it hasn't experimented. This this is like one one series, one Japanese series that doesn't really experiment very often. I mean, I don't think it's ever mm -hmm. changed its genre since it's it began. You know, and to see it kind of go in a different direction is is cool. You know, let developers kind of exercise their imagination, and you know, we'll see what happens sales wise. But I, I I'm all for it. You know, as long as they implement it well, cool. Uh, I, I haven't played the Yakuza series either, but I've, I've seen some of it played. I, I know some things about it. I know this is a series that has spanned like 15 years, so yeah. mm -hmm. if there's a series that needs uh, renovation, it's this one. But the impression I get is that it doesn't change much so much as it just adds more features. Like, 
I thought I saw a Yakuza Zero played, and it is abundant with different features to the point of insanity. Like it's it's too much. There's way too much. Mini games abound. So many side quests. Such a weird lived-in world. It's, it's really cool, but for it to go to turn-based combat is interesting. Now. My opinion of it is from an outside observer, and I, I just think, oh, that's a pretty interesting take. But I, I can understand why, why people who are longtime fans of the series might be upset. Be like, what are you doing? We like this series as it is. We want more of it, but we don't want you to change the recipe. Uh, and I know some people were saying, look, if you wanted to try this out, that's fine, but you should have done it with like a spinoff game first and not done this to a mainline game. But, you know... Um, I, I guess we'll see how it turns out. What's funny, I believe the the developers actually did an April Fool's Day joke where they said the new Yakuza would be turn-based combat, and they showed up some mock-ups that were like... And they showed us on like April 1st, and they were like, ah, oh, that's funny. But a lot of people were like, oh, man, I really wish that was the case. I really want that. And now that the publisher, the developers have said, no, that's what we're actually doing, people are like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. I don't want that. So it's this interesting flip that the community has taken. Um, should be interesting to see how it, it plays out. Uh, it's it's definitely weird, but the whole series is weird, so why not? <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Speaking of game series that uh, have taken a new turn, the Shovel Knight series has gotten three new announcements, uh, mostly new details, but one new game announcement. First is that the Shovel Knight King of Cards DLC has been detailed, and that is the new character that you'll be able to play as, which is King Knight. He will get to do his own little adventure like the past characters have gotten to do. Uh, what makes him unique is that he can do a card game in between levels that looks a lot like Triple Triad, and that just makes me really, really happy that Triple Triad's in there. Um, real quick before I move on to the next one, uh, Tim, any thoughts about Shovel Knight? Uh, what's it called? King, King of Hearts. Yeah, yeah, I I'm excited for this. I I mean, this has been in the works for a while now. I think. Um, mm -hmm. I've played. I mean, I've I've played and beat Shovel Knight and um, the Plague Knight one expansion. I I never I I still need to go back and finish the Specter Knight one, but I really love this game. So I'm happy to see that's finally coming out now. Do we? Mm -hmm. do, was there any like? Do we know when, or is it just soon? No, it, it still says TBD. We know it will cost ten dollars, or if you have the Treasure Trove version of Shovel Knight, you'll get it free. Okay. Uh, Sweet. But looking forward to that. Platforms: Wii U, 3DS, Switch, PS3, PS4, Vita, Xbox One, PC, Max, Linux, and Amazon Fire TV, which you. Don't see very often. Woo! Amazon Fire TV. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I played the past character DLCs, and I really appreciated how they weren't just new characters with new moves, but they actually they they changed some of the levels around to accommodate new moves. Like, uh, I honestly can't remember much about what Plague Knight did, but I know Specter Knight pretty much had like a. Uh, snowboard mechanic where he could ride on his scythe on yeah. rails and ride on them which is really cool. Plague Knight uh, was um, sorry I'll just 
interject with uh, mm-hmm. Plague Knight was like you had these potions you could like mix and customize. So like you could change like the the type of explosion that you create or like other kind of stuff. So you can like make just a simple like explosion or have like it be a burst kind of like cluster bomb thing. It's pretty cool. That is cool. All I remember from the Plague Knight one is his uh, lab assistant slash girlfriend, who we'll talk about later uh, when we talk about the next show, and I think. Uh, but first, David, any thoughts about Shovel Knight, King of Cards, DLC? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tim, we actually covered Shovel Knight on Time Hop not too long ago, right? We did. That was that was that was a great episode. So anybody listening to this, you know, if you're interested in learning more about our opinions on on Shovel Knight, the base game. And some of the DLC, you could listen to our Time Hop episode uh, about that. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Shovel Knight's always, you know, I, I share in Tim's sentiment. Like, it, it's a very fun game. Uh, I love the kind of the 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 platform mechanics, the the, the interesting kind of Scrooge McDuck, uh, you know, shovel mechanic that they have there. And to the see... Yeah, the pogo stick. There you go. That's that's the word I was looking for. The pogo stick mechanic that they have there, and uh, you know, this is like something that we've been waiting for for uh, years at this point, right? And this is, oh, yeah. I feel I feel like King of Cards is like the the conclusion of this this saga, so to speak, because we had Specter Knight and Plague Knight, right? So this is like the conclusion of that of the core Shovel Knight experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it's going to be a big deal, and I hope it happens before the generation ends. Because then we're going to just this is, <laughs> mind you, this is something that we had in the Wii U era. This was a yeah. long time ago, so I, this yeah. it must be at least five years. I mean, I think when we did Time Hop, it was five year old, five years old then, you know, and and it still hasn't come out with its final DLC. Uh, so yeah, I th- I feel like this is like a, a good culmination for this series, and now I could kind of look forward to the next, uh, you know, the sequel or you know, Shovel Knight Dig, which I'm sure you'll you'll get into, uh, mm-hmm. Sean, after this. Yeah, uh, yacht club, yacht club games definitely have been taking their time with the DLC, and right. it it's paid off. The DLC has all been fantastic, well polished. They didn't. It's very different from how you usually see DLC handle, which is we need to get out as soon as possible to maintain that hype. We don't want it to dip down and release DLC when people have lost interest. Yeah. Yacht Club's like, we're just going to put it out when it's good, and that should be enough. And it's been enough. This game has has a long, long lifespan because of this DLC. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, the other DLC that is also coming to Shovel Knight is Shovel Knight Showdown, which is a new mode in Shovel Knight that basically acts like a 2D competitive brawler, a platform fighter game, I think they call it. Basically think uh, Smash Brothers, in that you have platforms and different maps that do different things, and you jump around and you fight each other. Uh, they detailed some more uh, things about it. They showed off some more characters. I believe they said there's going to be 16 Characters. There's even going to be a story mode that exists for each and every character. Each character will get their own story mode where they fight their own enemies and their own rival and get their own ending, which I thought was a really nice touch. <laughs> they also announced a character they're adding, which is Mona, which is the uh, Plague Knight lab assistant that I mentioned earlier. 
she's going to be a playable character, so that's really neat. Uh, Tim, are you excited for Shovel Knight Showdown at all? Yeah, it sounds cool. I didn't I didn't realize there'd be like a story mode and stuff like that, so I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. And David, uh, what does Shovel Knight Showdown do for you? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, it never really Shovel Knight was never really a game where it had a a multiplayer component to it. Like, I never really associated with that, so it doesn't really do much to me. I mean, I, I won't really probably use it to be honest. So, yeah, yeah. I could see myself playing it for the story mode. Um, but I'm not as excited for it as I am for Game of Cards, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. it has Triple Triad, and I want to play that. Uh, the biggest Shovel Knight news is the announcement of an entirely new game, Shovel Knight Dig. Uh, in this game, Shovel Knight has his hoard of gold and jewels stolen by, I believe he's called Drill Knight. Uh, yeah, and Drill Knight, yeah. Yeah, drills down to the underground, and Shovel Knight has to fall in after him. Shovel Knight will have the a lot of the same sort of platforming mechanics, but there's more of an emphasis on verticality. Uh, there will also be um, new enemies, new characters, new features. It also has a slightly more uh, fleshed-out pixel art style, whereas the last one was trying to be more like a Nintendo Entertainment quality, which... It, it did more than what Nintendo system could do. This one looks to be closer to maybe Super Nintendo or maybe even Game Boy Advance. Yeah, uh, it looks gorgeous, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, go ahead, uh, Tim. What do you think about Steve- Shovel Knight Dig? I, I'm probably going to be on board with this. I can't wait to see when it comes out. Um, yeah, I, it, it just, it really does look so nice. <laughs> supposed to say about that but um i didn't i mean i mean no one knew this was coming i guess but i'm really excited for it mm-hmm. hoping uh hoping it lives up to the probably inevitable inevitable hype that's gonna be following it oh naturally yeah yeah i think everyone assumed that a sequel of some kind was coming they just didn't know they just didn't think it'd be what this is uh but I haven't heard anyone say they are upset with the new direction it's taken. I can see in one of the screenshots they have the rats with propellers on them still, so that's that's good. And they drop bombs, which is adorable. Uh, David, what are your thoughts about Shovel Knight Dig? Oh my god, they're actually making a new game. <laughs> it's not DLC. No, I, 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 I'm happy for them, you know? Like, this is something, and I'm happy for that community because this is something that has been kind of annoying with the Shovel Knight thing. I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, uh, you know, they they want to take their time with, with, you know, King of Cards and Showdown and stuff like that. So that that's all perfectly understandable. That being said, like, let's let's start pumping out something new here. And I'm glad that, that Yacht Club teamed up with another developer to make um, Shovel Knight Dig. I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of inspired by Down. What is it called? Down, I think, that, that came, the game Downfall? Called? Is it downfall? Or like that. down, downwell, 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 downwell. There you go, downwell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're, you're constantly going down. So, I mean, I, you mentioned that before, but like you're, you're constantly going down, right? So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a cool concept, and it doesn't feel like it's necessarily copying it. You know, you, you combine that with shovel knight mechanics, and I think it'd be, 
it it makes a lot of sense too, right? Because he's a shovel knight. He's shoveling into the ground. He's digging, and he's against dig knight. It's just it's so yeah. funny, you know. Like just the conceptually, it's just it's funny. So you know, I didn't I, even I'm think about that before. How, yeah, yeah I, I never even thought about before how they they're both knights that dig, but you know, shovel knight uses a shovel, but he uses a drill, which is like <laughs> right strong behind the times. more than you. <laughs> So he's he's a perfect little counter Wait, to Shovel Knight. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe cool. maybe they're brothers, guys. Maybe oh. they're brothers. Oh my god! A rivalry. We unraveled the, the the plot of of Shovel Knight Dig. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, <laughs> really cool. Oh my god. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm also very excited for this. I love uh, Dig games in general, which I haven't played a lot of, but the ones I played, which is like uh, Steam World Dig. There's two versions of that where you kind of you just dig straight down, and in that one the the goal is more to gather up gems, but there are like little dungeons you can go into. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. Like you'll gather up money, but I don't think there's like shovel knight will have to return to the surface to deposit the money and then go back down or anything like that. I think he'll deposit them at places he finds as he continues to go down. Uh, but it sounds really cool. It's a very neat direction for them to take. I love the art style. It has that Game Boy Advance uh, look to it that, you know, just looks great. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm excited for it. And I I don't even have to say that I hope it turns out good because I know it's going to turn out good. Mm-hmm. Yacht Club's only given me one game, but it, it, it was such a banger, and they've maintained it so well that I have the utmost, utmost confidence that they're going to make this one uh, great as well. So yeah. you think you're going to dig it? Is that what I'm hearing? How dare you? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm oh boy. going to dig it. There's going to be a lot of memes <laughs> of uh, Cyrus from the Warriors saying, Can you dig it? So look forward to that. Hmm. Uh, moving on from puns, uh, <laughs> something else that has been dug out of the ground is Telltale Games. It has been, Ooh, quote unquote, good revived. segue. Right, I'm pretty. I'm I'm getting Damn. better at these segues. Damn, Sean. Woo. <laughs> Telltale Games is being revived, and I'm putting that in very strong air quotes. A uh, group of people have bought out the Telltale game name and the licenses that come with it, which include things like The Wolf Among Us and Batman. Uh, they are not, however, bringing back anything else, like in terms of employees. They have said that they will bring, they will offer positions to former Telltale employees, some of them as freelance employees, mm-hmm. with the possibility of becoming a more permanent position later on the line, which basically means no, they're not. Uh, it, so Telltale is coming back. They want to continue this adventure game series uh, that they've been doing. David, what are your thoughts on Telltale being bought back and reanimated? So the reaction to this has been very mixed, right? Mm-hmm. This past week. I mean, a lot of people have been uh, very happy about it, but then people have been very skeptical. And I, mainly because of the, the point that you pointed out, Sean, um, like how the former employees are being brought back. And the yeah. way I interpret it is that, like, I mean, co- like employees come and go, you know, for a company. Like if I, 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 this is very, this is very, this might sound heartless, and I, I don't, I don't mean to sound that way, but 
you know, like a company is a name, you know, like a company is, is an established corporation. Like it doesn't really necessarily need to have the same people in order for it to continue. So I, 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 I share in the skepticism in the sense that they may not pump out as, as great at games as they were, you know, beforehand with their previous employer with employees. That being said, I mean, a company is a company. Like it's, it's, it doesn't matter who's in it. Like it, it it's going to exist. It, you know, like the the same people mm-hmm. that were working in, in J.P. Morgan Chase, you know, many decades ago, aren't working there today, and J.P. Morgan Chase is still around. So, like, it's you know, it's not necessarily the, the same thing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, I, I, Telltale Games. I haven't really played a Telltale game since like the second season of The Walking Dead, and like I. I you know, I don't really feel like there's a need for it anymore. That sounds, again, that sounds really bad. I don't, you know, developers work harder than I could ever work. You know, I, I totally, you know, I totally respect those people and I totally respect that line of work. Um, and, you know, obviously at this industry, I just don't feel like, like there's necessarily a market for it anymore. Like people have moved on. We have Life is mm-hmm. Strange and... You know, like that's that's really all there should be. Um, but you know, if they can bring back, I, I know they talked about have you know regaining the rights to some of their licenses, like Wolf Among Us and uh, other stuff. Uh, they had Wolf Among Us and oh, uh, Batman. Says they'll, they'll get Batman. Batman. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. There was also the. Borderlands, which I'm not sure if they'll be able to do anything with that. Mm-hmm. They also had things that they really didn't do much with, like Jurassic Park and uh, yeah, back and to Back the to the Future. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they might they might be able to secure the rights to that. They might be able to secure the rights to Minecraft. It went it reverted back to Microsoft, but they might be able to get get that back. So you know, like mm-hmm. if they're able to continue some of those series and give us like Wolf Among Us season two. Or Tales from the Borderlands season two, that'd be great, you know. And and I'm, I'm sure maybe people will pick it up. But right now, I I'm, I kind of feel like uh, let me see it, you know, and let me see the yeah. reviews first, and then I'll I'll have confidence in this new Telltale. For now, I'm kind of like whatever about it, you know. I let let's actually see yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, Th- this feels like a case uh, like in Game of Thrones where the mountain got revived. And everyone's like, hey, the mountain's back. He never died. And it's like, why is he covered up in full-face armor? It's like, you don't want to see what's underneath that. Just mm-hmm. just trust us when we say he's back. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, but, Tim, what are your thoughts on Telltale Games re- being brought back by Necromancy? I, I mean, it could be a good thing. I just, I feel like I remember feel like i remember people like getting kind of tired of like because yeah. telltale mm-hmm. kind of got a, a formula after a while i feel like i, I yeah just I, I never personally played any of their games but i just that was a common sentiment that i feel like was going around that just kind of same concept but just like a different franchise each time and um i mean was that part of the reason why they failed in the first place 
and like what what, yeah yeah, um, yeah also how they treated their employees and mm-hmm. how right. the head honchos handled things financially right i remember there was a graph a bar graph showing that walking dead season one sold amazingly well like that was their flagship and since that point no series they put out was ever able to match season one like not mm-hmm. even like a fourth of those sales mm-hmm. and yeah. they just couldn't recapture that they had lightning in the bottle and it just it wasn't coming back i think the wolf among us was like the second highest and like that even that was mm-hmm. very low like it was it was like you said not even a fourth so yeah yeah so i mean if if they can this company can do things right then you know maybe they can get that lightning back but um we'll just we'll have to see i mean from the article it sounds like they don't want to do the same things that telltale did that led to their end but we'll yeah just they just see. want the licenses yeah yeah that that's basically what they bought is they bought the licenses and the name so that if they wanted to try what telltale did with adventure games they could at least say well we're going to slap the telltale games name on it so that because that's recognizable rather than us coming up with an entirely new name you know so this is a way of them to sort of buying the prestige which telltale did not have much of by the time they died uh for me i am not thrilled about this uh based on the people who bought this we got people uh chris kingsley of rebellion which makes decent games i believe they make the uh sniper elite series i believe it is which i enjoy but overall Mm -hmm. their their games aren't amazing quality uh lyle hall of heavy iron studios who i'm not familiar with and tobias storgan of starbreeze which is probably the biggest red flag because starbreeze has had some pretty uh intense legal problems i was thinking the same thing yep Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little sketchy um it is being headed up by two people uh jamie Adelai and brian waddle they were uh is our Adelai was the founder ceo of galaxy pest control which is best known for licensed games based on duck dynasty and power rangers so woohoo um <laughs> if like I, I can definitely understand what you're saying david and that adventure games don't seem like they have a place in gaming anymore and that adventure games their mechanics were almost by necessity they didn't have enough a big powerhouse to show a bunch of like heavy graphics and a lot of movement they wanted to show some nice art but they didn't have the frame rate to back it up so if you just have it as a still image and you move a tiny character around, then you're okay. I personally still enjoy them, though. I, I've never been a huge fan, but after you know playing Walking Dead Season 1, which was really great, I never played the other ones because I had no interest, because that Walking Dead Season 1, they, they did that story. I'm like, that's it. That's all the story you need. You don't need to do more, but they did more. Uh, Tales from Borderlands is one of the best Borderlands games. It's incredibly heartfelt and well-written and funny. Uh, I played Wolf Among Us, which was a really cool game. Um, 
and I played. I didn't play Batman Season One, but I I, I read about what it was, and I wasn't too impressed. But Batman Season Two was one of the best Batman stories you can get, in my yeah. personal opinion. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It it was. I, I did a review on it for uh, Keen Gamer, and I was I was really pleased with how it turned out. Uh, the all those games, by the way, I enjoyed. However, all those games play identical to each other. Mm-hmm. There is very little deviation in what each one does. I'd say Tales of the Borderlands does the most things differently, and the only reason they do some things differently is as a gag. You know, they'll they'll change something up just purely for the laughs of it. And that was the problem that Telltale ran into. They wanted to do these adventure games. And then they did Walking Dead, which had its own formula. And they said, that did great. Use that formula. Don't do anything else. Use that. And people got tired of it. Yeah. And that's what, one of the reasons that why they killed it. So if these new people are trying to bring back adventure games with these particular IPs and maybe some new ones, and they try to do things differently per, per uh, game, then they might be in business if they actually try to do things uniquely for each franchise, bring some character to it. But as I'm looking at it now, based on who's buying it and their whole policy of hiring back some of the old employees as freelance people feels really, really scummy to me. If you ever get hired as a certain position and they say, oh, we'll promise we'll put you up to this position. We'll we'll take you out of intern status or freelance status and we'll bump you up to this after a year. Make sure you get that in writing because if it's a handshake agreement, it's not going to go through. So mm. I, I don't know how many of these employees are going to take that deal because, as I understand it, a lot of those employees were not happy with the conditions at Telltale, and a lot of them are still reeling from the fact that they got fired with no notice. The entire studio just shut down and they were just sent home. So, yeah, I mean, but that being said, you know, the on the flip side, having some work is better than having no work, right? So, yeah, you know, like at least they're giving them uh, something or they're offering them something, you know. Yeah, I think most people would agree that a shitty job is better than homelessness, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I did find interesting is that he said the one thing he said he might change is he still wants to do the episodic content, but he's going to. It seems like he's implying that he doesn't want to release an episode with like weeks apart from the next one. He wants to release them all at once and he. he Attributed it to, he says, you know, the way we consume things is different. Like, like, look at Netflix. I love binge watching. So it seems to imply that they would do episodic content, but all the episodes would be released at once rather than periodically. That's interesting. I can get behind that for sure. Yeah, which might help things. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing anything about how episodic content helped make those games better. Uh, so yeah, yeah. see so what they have to say about that. Uh, Telltale Games might be coming back to life. And now we're done talking about a story about which something comes back to life. Let's talk about something that should probably die. Uh, (laughs) NBA 2K20, my team trailer, as I put it, is a corkscrew dive into a Las Vegas outhouse. A new trailer came out for NBA 2K20 detailing the my team mode, otherwise known as the microtransaction slash gambling slash loot box mode. And it was so reviled on YouTube. The blowback was so hard that 2K had to take the video down. They completely removed the video. 
I had to really dig to find another copy, the raw copy of that video on YouTube. <laughs> because when I searched for it, most all the videos for like the first two pages were just people reacting to that initial trailer. That's and funny. none of the reactions were good. So that speaks to it. I found it. It was on like Xbox's uh, YouTube page, I guess. Oh, no. You know, maybe two, maybe 2K said, you know, hey, take that down. And Xbox said, like, no. no yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll take it down, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'm tired right now, though. <laughs> but the trailer, for those who don't want to watch it because they're squeamish, basically shows off real athletes, basketball players, I assume, with a picture-in-picture of them playing this mode with some of the worst acting that you can only get from a professional athlete. Professional athletes are the worst actors, and I am so happy whenever they're asked to act because it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Were those... I thought those were, like, like YouTubers or something. One of them was a kid, though. One of them was a... Wasn't one of them, like, a kid or something? They look like professional athletes. They look like big guys, so... I, I I thought at least one of them was... I thought one of them was at least an athlete, but then like a, like the other ones were like, hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was like I don't know. you couldn't really tell. I mean, the guy in the Lakers. Yeah, that, that's like who I thought. If he, that's what if, I. Thought, if he's yeah. not an athlete, he should be. Um, mm. But you know, I, I can't recognize any athlete you put in front of me. Yeah. yeah but basically, either. it showed off them playing the my team mode and getting super excited about not only loot boxes but a lot of different microtransaction mechanics. So you got booster packs with trading cards. You have Plinko, which, you know, you drop the ball and it, it falls down the little pegs and has to land in the right spot. You have a slot machine, loot boxes, a roulette wheel. 2K just doesn't give a fuck anymore. They're, they're <laughs> begging you to do something about it. They're so confident in their stranglehold on the community with sports games, they're like, we don't, we can do whatever the fuck we want, yep. and you're still gonna buy it. You'll still eat up this slot piggy. It's, mm-hmm. it, it is. I, I know I'm I'm going beyond describing it and, and just describe my feelings about it, but it's some of the grossest, most blatant gambling promotion ever. And remember, this is a game that's rated. I don't think it's rated T for team. It might it's be, E for everyone. It might be and it's E for Peggy okay, three. So yeah, it's oh shit. Yeah, oh, it, shit. it's it's for children. Then, um, yep. Tim, what were your thoughts with two K twenty my team trailer? Well, I saw this um, actually the first time I saw this the other day was um, I was watching YouTube and this came up as an ad, and I was and I I was watching it, <laughs> and I was like, huh interesting because i saw the slots and all that and i was like i want this this seems like a jim sterling angry joe young yeah thing like to report yeah. on but i haven't i hadn't seen it and lo and behold a few hours later yep uh, uh two of them had had uh, made videos on it um yeah it's it's pretty bad and i i don't i mean people like some of those people commented that going on to, I think, the ERCB website and looking at what designates or what warrants the different ratings 
It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if, if something is if something is simulated gambling, then it's T for teen. But if it includes gambling with real currency, real life currency, then that becomes um, like adults only. But it's not even teen, even though it's yeah. like this. This is gam- like let's not be mistaken. This is gambling. <laughs> they're they're using literal gambling machines you would find in a casino. Yes. Like, they're, there's there's no ambiguity like, here. <laughs> like they're not doing thing like oh we'll, we'll drop the basketball from the rafters into the hoop and if it lands you get the you get the special thing. Mm-hmm. No, they're just doing literally plinko. Yeah, and they're not even using a basketball in the plinko machine. Like come on. That you know what that is a missed opportunity. Right. I can't believe they didn't do that. That's that's probably the most egregious thing <laughs> of all of this. Not the not the I can forgive all of that, but I'm missing on that. Yeah. Um, and I guess. Uh, I think it was Peggy, which is the I think it's a European like ratings board for for games. Mm-hmm. I think they gave a response as to why they rated it Peggy three because there'd been a lot of people who were uh, contacting them, and I guess their thing is they don't believe that just based on like this was a tr- it wasn't the full game. It was like a trailer that's that we have so far, and based on that, I guess they don't believe that it, like what we saw, teaches you how to gamble, which is oh. what's the, that's the factor I guess that makes it the the rating it, that it gets. So if it like quote unquote taught you how to gamble, which I mean I I think it probably does, then it's like okay, yeah we'll give it that rating. But some for some reason I think it doesn't explicitly teach you, I guess. So it's Do like you even need to be taught how to gamble. I mean, I mean, it's, you, it's, you can see how it works. Just, it's a matter of just you give something and hope you get something of greater value in return. Like, yeah, it doesn't get more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 sort of scrubbing through the video now, looking at it. I'm at thirty seconds in, thirty six seconds in. And I'm looking at this picture of the jackpot, jackpot prizes, and I cannot make any sense of it. There is six different colored gems of different sizes and shapes, all denoting MT coins and gold coins and booster packs and specific card. And there's rewards and triple It's It feels like it's purposefully confusing so you don't have a chance to sit down and think too much about it because if you yeah. thought about it for more than five seconds you'd be like this is kind of scummy you know this is kind of this isn't great uh mm-hmm. david what are your thoughts on the nba 2k20 my team trailer i um i mean <laughs> what is to say that hasn't been said already right it's just it's you know i i just feel like it's it's scummy, but I mean, do we expect anything else? Anything else? You know, like this is something that this is sports games, pretty much in a nutshell, right? Like this, they're 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 all like I I, I had this thing in my mind where I, I think you know microtransactions. When people make an argument against microtransactions, you know they're they're bad and whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but they're 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 not going to go away anytime soon because you know why. Sports games exist, and yeah. 
the the people who consume sports games are not people like who are listening to this podcast necessarily. You know, most people who consume sports games are people who they buy two or three games a year, and one of them is going to be the N- NBA 2K. That's just how it is, you know. And these people don't give a shit. They just don't care about you know uh, the community and their opinions on microtransactions and in-game transactions. They just don't care. They're not gonna bo- they're not gonna boycott the game. They're they're no. they're gonna they're gonna look at what the new the latest basketball game is on the market and they're gonna buy it. You know, and it's gonna sell millions of dollars just off the shelves. You know, just in, at retail. That's not to mention all the money they're gonna make. You know, in game. So. I, it sucks, you know, it it sucks, everybody hates it, you know, I think the people who hate it most are people who don't even play the game, though, if we're going to be real here for a second, and it's not, it's not going to go away, you know, like, that's sports games, sorry, that's just how it is, so. Yeah, um, I, I think everything that could be said about this has been said a thousand times before with other games the only difference here is that 2k20 is seemingly doing everything that people hate Mm -hmm. they have somehow managed to accumulate all the negativity surrounding microtransactions (laughs) and shoved it into one game as if to prove a point that they're still gonna sell they don't care yeah they're gonna go they're gonna Ironically enough, gamble on this, knowing they're going to win because people are going to buy this anyway. So why not go for broke? You know, yeah. and that's what companies do with practices that are seen as somewhat uh, unseemly, uh, maybe a little greedy. They mm-hmm. will progressively get a little bit more greedy with it, and they'll do it more and more and more until eventually the consumer says, "Hey, stop that," and they'll stop there, and they'll maybe go down one degree lower. And they'll just hang out there. Yeah. But 2K20 has just gone completely off the wall mm-hmm. with this. This is bizarre. I'm looking at a screenshot at 38 seconds in, and it's showing some of the rewards you get for a certain number of wins. Now, I don't know how these games work in terms of how quickly a game can come in. Maybe these are done in offline mode when you're not playing, but. There are rewards of up to 1,000 wins, and you get the Galaxy Opal Dominique Wilkins, which I don't understand a word of that. That doesn't make any sense to me. 1,000 wins to get this one thing. And I guarantee you this is going to have seasons and um, season passes like Fortnite does. (sighs) Yeah. But, But then again, you know, like... We're seeing this, and we're like, "Wow, this is like the Antichrist." But like, you know, people who don't care about video games and who just play like again, like two games a year, they don't give a shit. You know, like they they're not even in the loop. Chances are they haven't even you know seen this trailer. They just they just don't care. They're just gonna pick it up. They're gonna play NBA Two K over Thanksgiving or whatever, and then that's it. They're gonna buy it again next year. That's just their ritual. Yeah, it's just how it is. So, yeah, it it just feels extra scummy just because this is an e for everyone game at the uh-huh. t- at the moment it might change uh the fact that 2k took this down tells me that they might be making some adjustments even though what they showed off was looked pretty final i can't imagine they would scrape all that off but 
Yeah. I might try to. I don't know. It's coming out really soon, too. Like, maybe yeah. next month. So, yeah. I think, uh, I think they usually come out October, right? So I have no idea. <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These sports games, man, we don't give a I, shit. I, I honestly We're like the no biggest idea. nerds. <laughs> uh, like, I got nothing against sports games. Uh, well, I do, but... <laughs> just because I think we all do <laughs> you know you, they can't really uh, revolutionize the way they play because the game has to play like a basketball game at the end of the at the end of the day it has to be a basketball game it has to have the yeah. same rules as basketball so all they can do is really add tertiary features you know we'll, we'll have the management thing here we'll have the stat things here we'll have the training and all this and yada 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 and you know they even have story modes and campaign modes now so it's a lot of extra stuff so i don't even know if the people who buy these games annually even bother with all that stuff i think they pick it up and they just want to play with the latest players and that's good enough for them like theoretically you could play 2k let's say 10 from 2010 Mm -hmm. and it would be the same game oh yeah uh, mechanically I don't know what else would have changed except the graphics and the tertiary features, but people would just keep buying this over and over again. So there must be some appeal that I'm just, it's I'm a not getting. It's just a ritual, dude. Like it's just yeah. people, you know, they're just very trained to do it. And this is the only basketball game that, that they have, you know, that's that's on the market. So, I mean, they that's have like true. the arcade ones, like NBA Jam or whatever, but that's like that's kind of not really. Yeah. big deal it's kind of a smaller thing so yeah this is like the big the one big basketball game that comes out every year so they're gonna buy it you know that's just how it yeah. is yeah. i personally think if you put microtransactions into a game it should bump up the rating by at least one degree go from e to teen or teen to mature and if you have something that is just literally gambling with roulette wheels and slot machines and plinko, plinko things that should just be M-rated by default. That should have the same rating uh, deciding factor as nudity and blood and gore do. Mm. Like, it's... But 2K probably can smell the winds of change coming, and they're just going to, like, we're going to get in there while we can, and they're going to make us change this anyway, so we might as well go for broke and see what we can get away with before uh, we get regulated. (laughs) Because this is gross. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. There's interesting. There's one other interesting point people are making that um, apparently, I think Pokemon like Blue and Red, those have mm-hmm. a higher rating than this game because there is an instance of simulated gambling in those games at the game corner. I don't know oh. if you guys are familiar. Yeah, it has the game corner where you can... You oh, can, yeah. You can do slot machines yeah. and stuff like that. And Okay, yeah. And because and, of oh, that, yeah. it has a higher rating. Like, you can argue stuff like that might encourage gambling, but, I mean, it really doesn't any more than simulated violence encourages gambling. But what 2K20 is doing is literal gambling, where you actually put real money into this to get something back out that has, by the way, zero monetary value because you cannot sell it to anybody else. You can't determine its value uh, yeah. by how much you can create a market for it. Uh, 
An E for everyone. <laughs> Wait, I, I I said it before in chat, and I'll say it here. I'm confident that in five years we're going to get uh, uh, Baby's First Las Vegas Trip video game. <laughs> it, it's going to be a cute, colorful it, thing. It, it, yeah. Bob yeah, the yeah. Builder in Vegas. He, he gets his thumbs broken. Damn. You know, it's shit. It's on the horizon. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. I can get with that. Okay. Right. Um, so those are our news stories of the week, mostly positive. Uh, started to peter out towards the end. Uh, but our topic of the show is relevant to some things that are going on right now, which is, is cancel culture justified or misguided? So for those who don't know, uh, this week it came out that uh, Zoe Quinn, I believe, uh, uh, accused Alec Holaka, uh, a, a head developer of the game Night in the Woods. She accused him of uh, inappropriate behavior and sexual harassment. I believe her claim said that she came over for about two weeks and he sort of threw around his power around her and tried to coerce her into certain things. Uh, again, this hasn't been corroborated by anyone else except for Zoe Quinn. So it's sort of a he said, he said, she said situation. Um, and this is not the first time Zoe Quinn has been in the news concerning sexual harassment allegations. Uh, within the same week after that allegation came out, Alec Holaka was disowned by his own developer company. He was ostracized by his friends. Many of his future projects were canceled outright. And most tragically of all, he recently was discovered dead in his uh, home. And while the cause of death has not been made publicly known, his sister came out onto Twitter to tell people about Alec Holaka, her brother, and said that, you know, he's lived with a life of abuse. He's been battling depression for a long time. He was on some medication that made things better, but he was still, you know, in the danger zone. Even when you have medication, if you have depression, you're still in a danger zone. And while she didn't outright say he committed suicide because he was found in his home and because of the depression and because of the events leading up to it, it has been heavily uh, assumed that he might have committed suicide as a result of these allegations. Um, another story also came out was Pro Jared, the YouTuber, came out with his own defense video months after he was accused of uh, soliciting sex with underage girls, trading nude pictures with them, cheating on his wife, all these sort of things. And he put out a 40-minute YouTube video where he looks very haggard. He looks really rough. Uh, he said that it took him this long because he wanted to talk to lawyers and get things shored up before he said anything, which is probably the smart thing to do is to talk to lawyers before you say anything publicly about anything you're being accused of that might be illegal. Uh, he basically said that all the allegations are completely false. While he did trade nude photographs with some of his fans, he always asked them if they were 18 years or older, and they always said yes. Uh, however, those comments have been deleted by the people who made the allegations, but he provided, I believe he provided some picture evidence to show that those comics, comments existed at some point. Um, he does uh, admit, at the very least, that he did use his position of power to sort of uh, 
not coerce his fans into sexual favors, but to sort like of influence like, them to do it. Yeah. Influence them, yeah, I think is a better uh, word than coerce. He influenced their that, and which is a, a, a common practice when it comes to these sexual harassment allegations. So, with the uh, pro Jared situation coming back up, and the Night in the Woods developer Alec Hawaka being accused and dying within the very same week after seemingly his life was completely uprooted and destroyed, we have to ask, is cancel culture, which is this uh, uh, tendency for social media to sort of latch on to a accusation and pile on to the accused, is cancel culture justified or is it misguided? Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts? Is cancel culture a good thing or is it kind of a beast that's gotten away with itself. I think it's going to be I need to think about this. <laughs> but I think this is important to think on a maybe a case by case basis cuz at at the root of it it's the idea is if someone has done potentially something horrible they should be called out on it and mm-hmm. maybe punished for it. Um, and I think, at least to some degree, that that's that feels fair. Like, if in a really off extreme here, if someone committed murder, then, you know, yeah, they should probably, you know, we gather all the evidence behind that and prove it, then, yeah, you know, we should probably do something about that. Um I think, though, that there's probably times maybe where it doesn't necessarily need to be taken into the public eye. I'd say that that would probably apply to the um, the Alec Haloka case, because it sounds mm-hmm. like I mean, he, he was dealing with some issues and some troubles, and it sounds like like getting into the public eye in a very negative way was like probably one of the last things that he needed and yeah this didn't it it probably it would have been better probably if this was not taken publicly um yep and there yep. probably wasn't necessarily a need for that to happen like what what could have been done behind closed doors would have been more effective i mm-hmm. i assume in this case um however there there might very well be cases where having the public behind you gives you a bit more power like i guess i think about the Harvey Weinstein thing and he was in a place of high power and maybe in some respects untouchable but suddenly like having all these people behind you gives you more power and it just it can tip the scales in that way so i feel like again it it can just it kind of depends on who you're dealing with what the situation is and whether that's really necessary Mm -hmm. yeah um 
before we continue, uh, uh, I was looking at the article that I referenced about Pro Jared uh, on Kantaku, and there were two other articles related to sexual harassment in the games industry from this week. Uh, on Wednesday, two women accused Skyrim, com- Skyrim composer Jeremy Soule of sexual misconduct. Uh, Jeremy Soule has since said, um, no, these allegations are from 11 years ago and they're false. I am shocked and saddened that these outrageous claims have been made. On Thursday, a woman said Oculus Rift co-founder put his hand up her skirt during VR demo. She said back in 2016 she was testing out the VR headset during a public demo. And, uh, let's see, um, what was the guy's name? Michael Antonov. Uh, reportedly put his hand up her skirt while she had the goggles on. So this has been a heavy week for sexual harassment in video games. Uh, So I just wanted to add those two extra to the list to say, you know, this week wasn't just those two stories. There was four stories, possibly more. Mm -hmm. Uh, David, what are your thoughts about cancel culture, necessary evil, or out of control? I just want to add... Uh, there was actually another story, and this was in the anime community. This had to do with Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. The cast was making... It doesn't really have to do with sexual harassment uh, so much as it does uh, homophobia. And mm-hmm. they were caught uh, making homophobic jokes during a recording that was set, uh, I think, maybe in the 90s or years ago. So mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out there, too. Uh, I don't know. I, I this is a very dicey subject, and Tim, I really appreciate you putting your opinion, your opinion out there and being very, uh, treading very carefully with it and being so polite about it. That's that's very nice of you. Um, this Zoe Quinn thing is bullshit. I'm gonna put it out <laughs> there. Like I, I'm just gonna be very frank about it. She has a history. She she has a history of of you know, of claiming people have harassed her and there's been no evidence about it why didn't she go to the cops why did she go to twitter she if she had known this person as as well as she claimed that she did she had known that her going public on twitter and making a mockery of, of him or or you know you know calling him out would have affected him mentally she had known the consequences of this come on mm-hmm. she had known the consequences of you know, of, of affecting someone's mental health. And she yeah. still did it anyway. That's that's heartless, okay? That's like instead of instead of keeping it to herself and going to the cops and keeping it amongst, you know, in, in a private investigation, she had gone public with it. She had, you know, gone rallied up her troops and, and you know, uh got got him fired from his job from the probably the only thing that kept him going, you know. That's that's cruel. Mm-hmm. That's truly cruel. No matter what, well, even if she was, you know, very harassed, you don't right a wrong with a wrong. Okay, that's just yeah. that doesn't that doesn't help. Okay, two wrongs don't make a right. Sorry, that's the way it always has been. And she no, she she, yeah. she she attempted to to right this wrong with another wrong, and and that's just that doesn't fly with me personally. That's my opinion, and I think she should yeah. suffer some repercussions for this. Maybe cut. I, I don't know what she does nowadays, but like she should she should see some some kind of uh, of of um, 
some some repercussions. I don't know. Legally, I don't think they, anybody could touch her. But you know, in, in some way or form, maybe sponsorships or, or whatever uh, uh, work she tries to do next, she should be reprimanded for it somehow. Um, I, I believe I, I haven't looked into this. It's just secondhand knowledge. Uh, someone said that she would, had conducted a Kickstarter for a okay. game uh, called Depression Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironic, given what happened. And oh God, she yeah. is apparently one of those Kickstarter developers that gets the money and runs she's yeah no updates uh she's apparently poorly treated her staff and she spends a lot of the money on luxurious hotels in japan um she has a history of treating people unfairly you know mm -hmm. of 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 spouting nonsense more or less i mean i'm gonna i'm being very frank here you know i'm being very i'm being very you know sincere that's this is how i feel you know and she has a history of doing this so it's like why do we even listen to her anymore you know, like I get because it. It's, it's it's juicy. That's about it. I, I get it's it. A juicy you know, story. I get it. it. I get it. It has tea. You know, the, the it, you know mm-hmm. whatever that that internet term is. But like, I get it. I get that. But like, st- let's stop listening to this woman. Seriously, I'm not gonna call her names or anything. But like, let's just stop listening to her because she's cl- she's no. clearly full of shit. Yeah. She's clearly full of shit. She keeps coming out with these stories that and, and, it, and the thing is is like they carry serious consequences. You know, this guy died. Mm-hmm. This guy took his own life, supposedly. Like that's that's serious. That's super serious. I don't like what. Seriously, dude. Yeah. Um, she should. She should. She should just shut up, and just not say anything <laughs> anymore, and just not go on, not be on social media anymore. Seriously, let's stop giving her the attention. Oh well, she's because not on. She deleted her Twitter. I know she she deleted her yeah. Twitter, but let's just yeah, if she she'll, she'll probably come back. Like let's oh, just yeah. not give her any more attention, please. Let's yeah. it's enough. Um, let's let's it, 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 this is enough. It, it, it's not related to video games, but this is not the first time that a cancel culture has resulted in someone committing suicide. Uh, right, right. There was a, um, a porn star who made a comment, I believe she said something along the lines of, I would, she she would, she was part of a film, and then she quit, and someone replaced her. And she told that particular actress, I don't know if it was publicly or not, privately, but it became public regardless, said, I wouldn't do that because the male co-star also stars in, in homosexual films, and thus you have a higher chance of getting an STD from him. Uh, okay. Kind of a strange outrageous comment uh certainly to be made mm-hmm. but the comment became public and the blowback was intense so much so that she actually ended up committing suicide because of it oh shit she became so depressed at the reaction and her boyfriend went on twitter and was just devastated by this and he didn't like just say you know i'm sad by her loss uh please get help if you have mental uh, health issues don't commit suicide Here's suicide hotline thing he publicly went after the the two biggest people who attacked her and demanded mm-hmm. they answer for what they did. And right. I, I can't remember what they said, but they were not as arrogant in that moment as they had been. Right. They were pretty I, much like, Oh shoot. Yeah. I mean I, I, I agree with I agree with his sentiment and, and quite frankly I feel the same way like I, I treat mental health and illness, you know, as someone who's who's dealt with these these issues in my past, you know, like I, I deal with these things like very seriously 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out, you know, if someone has mental illness, you know. that You could see yeah. it in their face. You could see it in the way they act. You could see it just, just in their personality. And to go after somebody like this and make it so public, it's just cruel. It's just evil, yeah. I, I'd say. I go a step beyond. I'd say that's evil. I don't care what the fuck this person has done in the past. Excuse, excuse my language. Yeah. I don't care what he's done or she has done. You know, if if this is a, a crime that they've committed, take it to the police, deal with it that way, and they will suffer the repercussions if mm-hmm. you have the evidence. But if you have no evidence um, and you're spotting bullshit, just, you know, just, just stop. I, I think it. that is the problem with a lot of these accusations is that there is no evidence. However, it's hard to get evidence that's beyond uh, witness testimony, which, which is... A lot of people think that a witness testimony is damning evidence, that if someone else saw it happen, then that happened. Witnesses are often wrong. They misremember. They they misunderstand what they see. Uh, things become foggy over time. They can be misled with the questioning, that sort of thing. So, And the problem is that beyond rape, it's hard to find evidence of this. Rarely do people videotape each other or... Uh, I get it. Record each yeah. other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I totally even get if that. the yeah. person is raped, you have to go to the police immediately to mm-hmm. provide that evidence. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it becomes unusable. Um, so I totally I, I, get that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why a lot of these cases become a situation of he mm-hmm. said, she said. Where I, I totally get that. It's based but, on just some. But at, sorry, I didn't mean it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I totally get that. But that's not for the public to decide. That is for a jury to decide. I'm, I'm sorry. Like that's just that's just how it is. That's how our system works. Like if if this person has a history, a criminal history, you know, or or has has you know some indications in his or her life, in his or her private life that they've done this, then let's let's take it to a court of law and let's discuss it there. Yeah. I don't understand why this is public. Uh, you know, like I, I don't know. And, and that's the problem. The the court of yeah. public opinion is brutal. Our our justice system has certain uh, procedures and laws in place to prevent sort of this sort of mentality of that you get with uh, mob justice and uh, court of public opinion. But the court of public opinion has no regulations. It has no rules to live by. It's just pure raw knee jerk reactions. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. Even though these cases are an issue of he said, she said, people generally will believe what she said because there has been more of a push to, say, believe the accusers, Mm -hmm. believe them no matter what. And I understand that push because in the past, when women have come forward and said that there's sexual harassment, they've been dismissed as being emotional or wrong or uh, overreacting and stuff like that. And so there, there's been a history of disregarding a woman's opinion when it comes to sexual harassment. I get it. So there has yeah. been a stronger push for believe mm-hmm. the victims, you know, yeah. trust what they have to say. I, I don't I get, think. No, go ahead. Yeah, I get the argument. Like, what if it were your daughter, you know, and mm-hmm. and 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 she were you know sexually assaulted, you know, and would you just want it to be solved in the jury and and stuff like that? And I, and and I get like people rallying social media rallying people together and stuff like that what i would do is i would you know i'd research this person and i'd get all the dirt i can on this person then take it to the cops 
then show them the evidence. You no, know, like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like like it's something that like I will deal with myself with my daughter with the, the you know the accused with the the perpetrator. I want to keep it there. I, I don't know. Like I just feel like opening it up to the public is like you're you're giving everybody your business and it, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Like what if you're wrong? You know what if what if your your daughter's wrong? It's it's possible. But you, I mean, like you would always believe your daughter, right? But like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was another person. You know, well, who yeah, knows? There's, there's definitely been a lot of cases where you know? a, someone was accused of sexual harassment or rape, and uh-huh. then years later, after they've been in jail, it's come out that the accuser lied about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that person gets out of jail now, great, but they've lost all those years of their life. Their life yeah. is ruined. It, yeah. They're never going to be. They're never going to shake that off because right. that that stink don't come off, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that these it's definitely tricky. Yeah. Definitely I, tricky. I I can understand why these women want to go public because reportedly I I you know I haven't had to deal with this. I haven't had to report sexual harassment, and I'm not a woman, so I don't know what mm-hmm. the situation is like but it has been said that it is often a very slow tedious and ineffective process to go to the police and try to pursue legal channels and it uh in the end accomplishes nothing so i believe this mindset of going public with the accusations is born of a frustration of them Mm -hmm. saying i'm not getting the results this person is still allowed to be out there and he is still allowed to do the things that he did to me, I have to say something. Right. And the problem is that with social media, that's a very powerful weapon you can use to destroy someone's life. It is very powerful. Um, And it is not wielded with any any percent of caution Mm -hmm. uh, by these people. And again, I understand their frustration and, and they want to get change happening now. Right. But lives are being destroyed. And the reason we yeah. have certain procedures in place is to prevent things like that. I, you know, it, it's, we prevent- it's just like, like you're seeing like all these celebrity. It's always like, it, it, it's like celebrity. Like, I, I don't, I never hear a story of like, well, actually I do. I was going to say like, I, I don't really like hear too many stories. It, like usually it's it's very sensationalized Lord. it's like it's a celebrity involved right and it's mm-hmm. like oh you know like so and so celebrity got accused of sexual harassment again and, and et cetera et cetera so it, it feels like it's almost a campaign to take down these people and, mm-hmm. and like I, I think of like Chris Hardwick you know and, and how his I, I, are you guys familiar with Chris Hardwick and what happened with him uh it's been a while so some of the details have become fuzzy for me but if mm-hmm. I remember correctly he was accused by an ex-girlfriend about his behavior when they were together, yeah. which he corroborated with um, some other close friends to the couple, and he mm-hmm. had a lot of his uh, jobs done, because he used to be everywhere on TV. Chris Harvey yep. was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, He so he was removed yeah. on like on everything. He was removed off of Talking Dead and you know all his shows, and, and, and he was uh, outed off of uh, panels and stuff like that at Comic-Con. And it turned out that this woman had no evidence. I, she's a prominent. She's a celebrity too. I forgot her name, mm-hmm. but she had no like she. She was just spouting stuff. She never had filed a 
criminal investigation. Uh, you know, like like nothing nothing became of it. She just said something on Twitter, and that was it. So it's like, and and he got you know he got taken down for it, and he was crying. Like I, I felt bad for the guy, and it, you know, like it, it's these like Twitter campaigns that feel like so superficial, and like why are we paying attention to them? Like a lot of yeah. time, like that, that's how I feel. Like if if it's just like a Twitter campaign, and you're just you know. You know, just spouting like your 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 accusation on Twitter, or on social media, or another platform, you know, like Instagram or whatever. Like, where's the, where did you file a criminal investigation? Is it with the cops now? Like, like I I don't get it. You know, why are we why do we believe them? They're just words that people are typing into a computer. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. Like I I just I don't know. That's that's again and, and, totally yeah. my opinion here. This is not a reflection on the on the cast itself, you know. This Tim is not a reflection or, or on Sean. This is just me. So if and, you're gonna if you're gonna get mad, him. if you're gonna get mad, just get mad at me, please. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Creator one two five. And I, I do appreciate you giving your full unfiltered opinion on this because it's important, even when an opinion is unpopular, to right. give it just so we get a more accurate feel of what the public opinion is. I think a lot of people tend to sort of try to either take an extreme or they will sort of toe the line as much as possible. They'll be like, eh, you know, something in the middle. I feel like sometimes that's how a lot of times I fall into it, and that's just because I'm like, I always want to hear all sides of the story Mm -hmm. because these sexual harassment accusations on Twitter, they destroy lives within less than 24 hours. And the reaction to these accusations are knee-jerk, and the reactions of the uh, businesses that employ the accused, their reactions are knee-jerk because they want to get as far away from that as possible. They might yep. believe that in person. They might, you know, say, you know, we believe you. We know you didn't do these things. We know you. This isn't you. Mm-hmm. But they can't have that kind of attention on them because that stuff doesn't wash off. Yeah. So, you know, they have to get and it becomes this situation. And I think people have to remember that these people, even these accused people are still people. Yeah. And they a lot of people in the games industry do have some level of depression. Uh, anyone yeah. who works in uh, any sort of media creation has usually has some form of depression because they're fulfilling that escapism. Um, I myself have had depression for uh, as long as I can remember. Uh, and speaking as, the, as someone who has depression, the very slightest thing can can turn you down because a person with depression feels terrible about themselves nearly 24-7. And they have to keep telling themselves that those thoughts are purely depression, those things aren't real, you know, the, the things they think of themselves are not what other people think of them. And then when one day he comes online and sees that all these people are thinking these things about him, justifying his depressive thoughts, he will collapse. And that's exactly what happened. He yeah. collapsed. And whether he committed suicide or his body just gave up or something like that, there's no doubt that his death was a result of this uh, situation. Of course. Because, you know, this cancer culture is... An, powerful weapon and while it has been i believe the intent has from the start and for a while now and continues to be for positive change that's the interest 
it can often be wielded for uh, nefarious reasons, and it's mm-hmm. hard to tell which is which because, again, evidence is usually sparse if mm-hmm. existent at all. I, I have to say I am uh, happy that, like, this community is starting to wisen up to it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you look at the progera thing and the like-to-dislike ratio is, you know, there are, there are tons of more, there are thousands and thousands of more likes than there are, you know, uh, dislikes. And, and, and right. you know, the reaction to, to you know, uh, Alex, what's his name? To, to um, Alex, you know, potentially mm-hmm. committing suicide. Alex. Alex, sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. Uh, I'm, the reaction to Alex, you know, potentially committing suicide has been, you know, like very vehemently against Zoe Quinn and, and against, you know, and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying, like, let's go after her. You know, I'm not saying, like, let's you know, abuse her or anything mm-hmm. like, no, 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 please don't do that. I'm, what I am saying is that let's just stop paying attention to her. Like, let's stop giving her the, the, the attention that, that she wants because she's clearly looking for attention at this point. I mean, I don't, like, I, like, I, come on. Like, I, I already stated my opinion there. But, um, you know, like, there, people change too, you know, and, and yeah. I, I also – you know, in, in regards to what I said before about you know Dragon Ball Z cast, and you know, if uh, people who are listening to this, they probably recall most recently James Gunn, how he was fired off of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And and then they reinstated him mm-hmm. um, months later. You know, people change. Like back then, I can guarantee, you know, like uh, that that one of us or uh, that multiple people on this podcast have used the term "gay" as a derogatory term. Let's be honest. Have we done that? Uh, I, I, I'd yeah, say uh, yes. Cool, I I, I'd say yes. Okay, I say yes. I, I admit it. You know, mm-hmm. I've used I've used that term as a derogatory. Of course, you know, because just, because just, growing up, that's how it was. That's how we as kids were. That was just nowadays. That was just yeah. a word to use. Yeah. Nowadays was, we don't. There use was it. no thought about you know any negative uh, feelings you could be causing someone who might be gay. Yeah. Uh, it was just like. Oh, this gay just means bad. It wasn't a thought of like, oh, I'm going to say this is homosexual and that's yeah. bad. So therefore, tangentially, this thing is bad. No, it was just gay meant bad. But, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's gay, yeah. Yeah, it, like, that's what like, kids do. That, yeah, that's what kids just did. Nowadays, we don't do that anymore, and we teach our kids mm-hmm. not to do that anymore because the times have changed, you know? And mm-hmm. like people, like, like the people that digged out this Dragon Ball Z thing – that was purposely done with malicious intent. Come on. Yes. This is an old recording back in a time when, you know, people were a, li- a little more homophobic. That That's just how it was. You know, we were, you know, using this term all left and right to describe mm-hmm. malicious things. Was it right? No, it wasn't. You know, I'm not saying it was any more right or wrong, but what I'm saying is, is like, you're, you're specifically doing this to take someone down. You're not doing this to, 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 to evidence how we were you know, a little bit more unkind back then, you know, like I'm, I can guarantee you the person who dug this up was using the word, the term gay as a derogatory phrase back then too. Yeah. Almost a hundred percent. So like, you know, like this whole cancel culture thing, you have to keep things in perspective and having, instead of having this knee jerk reaction that you mentioned, Sean, like you, you have to keep things in perspective and you have to look at the hard evidence and you have to look at yeah. how we've progressed since 20, even 10, even five years ago. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've moved yeah. on. So, like, it's just, come on. Like, 
it's it's difficult. It's a hard yeah. subject to discuss because it is. It is people's lives. People's lives are you know being dealt with here. Uh, entire uh, livelihoods yeah. can be destroyed by the situation mm-hmm. and. Yeah. You even look at you know the way people react to the accusers. Like let's say Zoe Quinn, she, there was so much backlash against her that she deleted her Twitter, and yeah. you know that's it. It shows that in these situations of cancel culture, nobody wins. Clearly, mm-hmm. someone loses more than the other, but nobody wins in this situation. Yeah. And all it does is to serve a quick dopamine boost when people use that hashtag and they feel like they're making change and. Yep. You're not yep. making yep. positive change because I know the belief is that if we continue with cancel culture, we will get these terrible men out of power. And the men who are left will think about their behavior, they will be more considerate, and this problem will be eliminated. And it's like, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen, you're not going to get men to like, wait, I need to really think about what I'm doing here. In the past, I behaved like this. But now I need to behave like this because of what has happened has really taught me to respect women. No. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is men are going to start saying, I'm not going to associate with women in the workplace. Just yeah. keep them away from me. I'm going to travel yeah. in a group of two or three so I can have witnesses. And I'm just not going to associate with women. And what's going to happen since men tend to be in, tend to be in power, women are going to be ostracized from uh, being included in important decisions which has been a problem for a long time, something they've been trying to change for a long time, and they've made headway. But something like this has the unintended negative side effect that rather than making positive behavioral changes, men will continue to think those things. They just won't – they'll just hide it better. Mm -hmm. But if you try to go through the the routes of the legal channels and talk to the police, you might get some legislation – working you might make some positive change and yeah i think that's another problem with cancel culture is that it has no interest in in uh rehabilitation mm-hmm. it's all about mm-hmm. retribution they they want to yeah. punish and they want that person to go away forever it's all about quick fix yeah mm-hmm. yeah they, they just want them gone and if they have to die then so be it because it makes yeah. it easier for them certainly uh they're not yeah. interested in that person making amends so many times have people who have been accused have come on online and said, I want to make amends. What was said about me is true. My behavior is inexcusable. I understand that now, and I just want to move forward while trying to make the world a better place and offset the bad that I've done. I believe yeah. Louis C.K. pretty much said as much as that. He said, everything that's said about me is true. I'm going to try to be better moving forward. And what do people say to him? We don't care. Go away. Yeah. They, they had no interest in him improving himself. They had mm-hmm. no interest in him making things better. They just wanted him to go away. I don't know what sort of life they wanted him to lead beyond that point because they were upset at the very idea that he would be able to do stand-up anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I guess they just wanted him to, I don't know, make weird wooden figurines in his house and sell them for pennies <laughs> or something like that. What? Like, okay. it's like, you know, as far away from society as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when you have that attitude of being disinterested in rehabilitation, these yeah. men who are prone to these behaviors are going to say, well, if I can't make things better, if I get caught, I'm just going to make sure I don't get caught. 
Yeah. They're not going to change the name. And that sucks, but... Nobody's anyway. perfect, dude. Like, everyone makes mistakes, you know? And, yeah. and like, ev- I mean, everyone, you know, beyond, even Beyonce makes mistakes, you know? And, like, it, it, it's just, you know, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be stupid to say that, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm flawless and absolutely perfect human being because that, that's simply untrue. And I'd be stupid to say that I, you know, didn't say really stupid things and, and you know, made enemies out of people because of what I said in the past, you know? Like, I, 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 yeah. and, and I regret doing that. Of course I do, you know? Because I, that, those, I said some shitty things and I regret doing that, you know? But, like, we move on and we change. And if I met those person, those same people today, I, maybe I'd be friends with them, you know? Like, that, yeah. that's just how people are, you know? Like, they learn from their mistakes and then they improve and they get better. Like that's yeah. That's I, I I would definitely say that I am so glad I grew up in a time in which recording yourself and put it online was not a thing yet. I'm yeah. so glad <laughs> I left my teenage years before YouTube became popular because if YouTube was a thing when I was a kid, oh no. Yeah. Yep, the things yep, yep. I said as a kid, just because I thought they were edgy and funny, and oh, I look no. back now and I feel just like, oh god, I was the. They'd worst. be like so much emo. Yeah, I'd say like so much emo stuff. It'd, yeah, it'd be so really cringy. Yeah, that'd be bad. And and <laughs> you don't want you don't want to say the whole thing of like boys will be boys and kids will be kids type of deal. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. doing stupid shit like that is part of the growth process. You do stupid yeah. shit and you see what the reaction is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we're getting close to two hours now, so I'll do the closing question. Uh, mm. Tim, do the ends justify the means? Mm. I think, I guess I'll just leave with um, just kind of know what you're doing, know this, the situation and the context of everything and the ramifications and also consider if this needs to be blown out into the public mm-hmm. and i guess I've, I've been quiet for a while sorry i've just been listening to you talk for a while <laughs> sorry. No, sorry no no yeah, sorry no 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 it's not it's not your guys fault i'm just, I was just just taking it in i guess but um yeah i guess i'll just i'll just leave it at that yeah uh that sounds about i was thinking too that uh i had a thought and i completely forgot it uh so i'll throw it over to david final thoughts about cancel culture and the effects it has on people well what i want to say in my closing statement first and foremost is uh i'm sorry for everyone you know alec hollowick's family you know everyone affected by you know his death and I, I really wish the best for his family and his friends and I, I can't imagine what they're going through right now so I just want to say that first and foremost uh, you know my condolences and I, I hope you guys are able to get through this so that's that I hope that going forward in the industry we start taking these accusations more seriously we don't have knee-jerk reactions we ask for evidence we ask for police investigations, and then we start properly reacting to it. You know, like, I feel like it does need to still, like, the way that social media works, especially Twitter, is you post a comment or, you know, an image or uh, a post, 
and you know it, it's meant to garner a lot of attention right away, right? And that's just how social media, social media is engineered. You don't really see the 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 full story. You don't see like the timeline. Um, and I think we have to kind of give social media accusations and comments a little less uh, power, and mm-hmm. we start putting things more in perspective, and we start looking at the entire timeline here uh, instead of just looking at little min- minuscule comments or, or accusations and taking just and just harnessing the power of those small accusations and, and forming an opinion on them and, and then commenting and, and reacting to them. So, I, you know, I, I, I do see that the community is starting to change. I hope that, you know, more, more people start getting on board and start wisening up in the future and that when accusations like this come flying, we start thinking about them more and we start properly – um, you know, uh, dealing with them more properly. So, that's that's all I have to say. Yeah, um, I, I would definitely say, uh, I, I I believe, you know, we I, I said earlier that we have this push for believe the victims, and that's a, a powerful statement. I think a better one would be listen to the victims. Yeah, because mm-hmm. one that says believe the victims means. Whatever they say, so long as they say they're the victim of something, believe it outright. And I understand where that mentality is coming from because it's coming from years of women making these uh, claims and being turned away and uh, no one believes them. So saying believe the victims is a counter to that. However, I think it's better to still say listen to the victims. Listen openly. Listen to everything they have to say. And then consider that before you make a reaction. Everyone involved, accusers, accusees, uh, accused, I guess would be better, and people in the peanut gallery, before you type something out on social media, think about how that's going to affect things. And if your comments are going to make things better or they're just going to make you feel better for a moment. Because if they're just going to make you feel better for a moment, it's probably a selfish, wild thing that you're going to say, and it's not going to make things better. Um, and in general, just everyone, be considerate of each other. You know, men out there, we got to do better, apparently. Uh, it's We have a lot of power, and a lot of men will sort of abuse that to uh, influence women into doing things for them. They think that... They'll get a promotion or a better grade or what have you. Whatever position of power you're in, be considerate of people. Everyone's a human being, and everyone comes from different backgrounds and experiences. And what you think you might see on the surface might not be what's underneath it. So you need to consider that the words you say might have more damaging effect than you might think. And so men, be considerate of women. They're people too. Your actions do have consequences, long-lasting ones, in fact, often enough. Women, you wield more power than you might think with these accusations. And while you should always tell someone if something like this is happening, as soon as you can, before it gets worse, also understand that when you go on social media and you post these things publicly, not only do you make things worse for everyone involved, yourself included, you can skew public opinion about this person. So 
if it ever were to go to trial, if this thing became big enough, you might have a hard time finding an unbiased jury because you have muddied the waters with the accusations. So mm-hmm. just everyone be considerate of other people and be mindful of the consequences your actions might have. That's not to say, you know, don't say anything, but just be aware that the world does take effect when you do something to it. Well said, Sean. You said that very eloquently. More eloquently than me. I'm much more crude <laughs> in my comments, <laughs> admittedly. So, well, there are more well, interesting well than that, I said, at the very least. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was our podcast. Sorry if it got a little too heavy at the end there for everybody um, to help offset that. Remember Shovel Knight? That looks pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, come on, everyone. It's, it's Shovel Knight. There's Shovel Knight. nothing wrong with Shovel Knight. Let's and sing the Shovel Knight song. if anything ever comes out of the developers, I'll be super bummed out. So, after all we said, remember what we said. But if it bums you out, go look at Yacht Club Games' website. They have a bunch of Shovel Knight stuff on there. And Shovel Knight Dig looks so cute and fun. Just to make it clear, we're not promoting Shovel Knight Dig. We're they're not. No, we're us, we're not so. getting paid by Shovel. <laughs> we kind of wish that we were. <laughs> yes, these are these are unpaid opinions that are glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So yeah, that is our show for today. Tim, you can find Tim over on Keen Gamer. He writes some articles there. David, where can people find you? On Twitter at Xenocreator125. You can also find me on Instagram at Xenocreator125. Never mentioned that, but yeah. Oh. Find me there too. Yeah. Uh, and as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Gingerbread, D J I N N G E R underscore bread. That's yeah. Gingerbread on Twitter. Um, and you can also find me writing on King Gamer from time to time. Uh, thank you, David. Thank you, Tim, both of you for coming on and talking with me today on this early morning. And especially thank you, everyone out there who, have, who has been listening. Uh, we hope you continue to listen and we enjoy you listening. Uh, thank you and bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.